0: Why stand still when you can run headfirst into a wall? You're listening to The Jocular Pugilists. How's it going over there, Tomas? Man, this spring break has got me wiped out, Phil. (laughs) Too much springing, not enough breaking. That's right. The Jocular Pugilists are on spring break right now. We were supposed to be on vacation, or we are on vacation, and we were supposed to take the week off. But you all have been so great to us. You've, the numbers are going up. We're, we're hearing a lot of feedback, and we didn't want to leave you hanging. So we decided, you know what, let's do one from spring break. Why not? We're, we're here. Let's have a little fun. It's going to be a short episode, mm-hmm. but what the heck, right?
1: Yes, but I have to be honest. I feel a little ill-prepared for this one or unprepared for this one. So this podcast is going to be left more in your capable hands. But the good news is you have some historical facts, which I love, about spring break, don't you?
0: I was a, badly embarrassed by the Rome uh, episode where you and Gabriel gave me the history smackdown. But I was so blown away by your, your memory and, and the things that you knew about.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I think I've always done better with the past than the
0: present. So right now, I have no idea what's going on, I don't even know where <laughs> I am or what I'm doing. Right. Okay, so a quick recap of what we did or what we've been doing on break. We
1: went to the Gold Coast on the north shore of Long Island. There's more than one Gold Coast, but
0: the one we went to is on the north shore of Long Island. So here we go. I thought the Gold Coast was in San Francisco. So once again, my knowledge of history and, and now geography is coming to question. But anyway, go ahead.
1: But you're probably not incorrect. I think there are many Gold Coasts. The one we went to is on Long Island, but there's more than one Gold Coast. Nonetheless, during the Industrial Revolution and the Gilded Age, these wealthy families would build houses to summer in on the Gold Coast of Long Island. They do so because it's really close to Manhattan, maybe an hour at the most. So it's much easier to get to than Newport, Rhode Island. It's not what it used to be. It's more of a rusted aluminum now, Phil, than it is gold. But things things have changed if you know Long Island, yeah. it's great. the area is Great Neck, Oyster Bay, Huntington. It existed, its heyday was 1870 to 1940-ish. By World War II, it, a lot of the mansions started to fall into disrepair and get sectioned off for housing developments and such. But luckily, some of them are still around and you can visit them. You all went to the mansion? You actually saw it? Yes and no. So that, why the Gold Coast is because Tracy really likes... Scott Fitzgerald. She's also a fan of the Gilded Age, which is interesting. I have an interesting thing about this because something cool happened to us while we were out there um, that we did not expect. But we only got to visit one of the mansions, which was really cool. Um, That was Sagamore Hill, Teddy Roosevelt's old pad, his old crib. But unfortunately, we didn't get to visit all of the other mansions or any of the other mansions because, for good reason, my son was with us and we found out that there's an armament Museum Which is totally cool that he wanted to visit, so we went there for him. Teddy Roosevelt's house was amazing, though. For us, we had a great time there. We had a fantastic guide um, that had a wonderful breadth of knowledge about Teddy, not only the house and the grounds, but also of Teddy Roosevelt, his family, and his political career. He was fantastic, made it really interesting. I highly suggest it if you're even just a little bit interested in history, particularly in presidential history. And a little side note, the horse that Teddy Roosevelt rode up that hill, I can't remember the name of the hill, but the hill to get the pail of water in the Spanish-American War, and he won that hill, that horse is buried in the yard of the house in Long Island. Wow. Does it have like a gravestone with like a little horse head on it? Actually, Teddy Roosevelt was a bit of a dichotomy. He had a passion for hunting, so he had animal heads adorning his wall and trophies and things like that. But he also had a large, almost menagerie of animals that he lived with. He, not only is his horse from the war buried there, but there's another horse. And I believe they said there was over 20 animals that are buried in this little section of the yard. There's no gravestone. There's a little rock that has names written on it. But I think they must have run out of room on the rock. So there's maybe not even 10 names on it, but 20 animals or more buried there. Then we went to the Artillery Museum, which is pretty cool if you're into World War II vehicles. They had tanks and jeeps and artillery, things of that sort. And this is this is the cool little surprise that we had. While we were there, we noticed on the hill above the museum, there was what looked like a, a, a recreation of a village. And they do rides in the tanks. So in our head, we thought, well, maybe they use this recreation of a village for the tanks to drive through. But to our surprise, it was a backlot set for the HBO series The Gilded Age. Oh, Tracy must have flipped Absolutely, that was very fun for her, and I had to convince her. But we actually walked onto the set. Of course, there were signs everywhere: "Do not enter." But I had to convince her. I said, "Don't worry about it. Let's. What, what's the worst that can happen? What are they going to throw us in jail? They'll, they'll throw us. They'll throw us off the lot. Not a big deal." I saw someone sitting in a car, but I wondered how far I could walk before he stopped me. So I just took the family <laughs> and walked. We walked into the set until we got thrown out and played dumb. But it's just the exterior street. If you know the show that the Russells and the Van Rynes house is located on. So we saw a little section of the Russells house, their mm-hmm. mansion, and the Van Rynes across the street. It's pretty cool. Most of it obviously is, I guess, green screen. I always think blue screen. Green screen was on the top of all of the sets. So you pretty much only see the first floor of all the buildings. The rest is all di- digitally created. But that was fun for my wife. So right. that's all I have to say. What did you do?
0: I'll get to that, but you were making me think of, we've got a, a museum like that in Orange County here with all World War II planes. Oh, cool. And it's the same thing. They've all, they're all in working condition. They have to take them out every once in a while to make sure that they, they're still flying properly and working properly, but they are so, so cool. And I, I did an event there. We were recording a podcast in the hangar, in the plane hangar, and it was, it was really, really, really fun. But same kind of thing, like you know, the docents that walk you around know so much, and, and one of them, at the time, was he, maybe he wasn't in World War Two, but it or maybe it was his father that was. I, I don't remember exactly, but it it was incredible. It was an incredible experience. But anyway,
1: doe a docent a female docent.
0: Ray, a Ray of Knowledgeable Guide, perhaps? No. So I had a wedding to go to, and, and Stacy came with me. So a little bit of background uh, about the people that were getting married. They're friends of mine from a time when I first moved out to L.A., and uh, I was out here to be a musician, but I was working at a restaurant, and we had this crazy tight group for like two years at least where we did kind of everything together. Like We would, we would work, the restaurant would close at around 10, we'd all go out. Uh, we'd go on vacations together. We'd go camping together. It was a really great, great group of people. We all still keep in, in touch as much as we can, you know, but people have kind of spread out at this point now. So friends coming in from Michigan, uh, friends coming in from Chicago, and then people, you know, in town that I just haven't seen in a while. And we all gathered up north in wine country in California and had the best Time and Stacy loved them, they loved her. It was really, really fun. The wedding was beautiful. It turns out well, two things one, and I had no idea this was going on, it turns out it was a complete show for the people getting married, and they were cut like scrambling. Because the wedding coordinator just completely dropped the ball the day of the wedding. She was great. Right up until then, completely dropped the ball. We had no idea they were having issues, but I heard all the stories the day after the wedding, and it was incredible. But the thing that cracked me up was two of my buddies, they're like the odd couple... Constantly making fun of each other, and they're hilarious—like hilarious—to the point where—and and it's a very contentious but friendly relationship, you know. They, they're both single, so they're both trying to meet women, but they can't help each other out. They're too competitive to be a wingman for the other guy, mm. so instead they hit on the exact same women, and they and they compete for the woman, which always turns the the woman off, and neither of them get anywhere. Well. They got to find other friends. I mean, they're great together. So great that Stacy's like, we got to do a reality show with these two. Let's just follow them around. <laughs> we'll record them. I'll edit it. And it'll be it'll be great. <laughs> Look for that in the future. Who knows uh, whether that'll happen. It was an amazing time. And then we came back to LA and went out to dinner with other friends from that group that couldn't be at the wedding. So it was Stacy got uh, exposed to this massive group of friends of mine that I haven't been able to spend time with in a long time. It was really, really awesome. So we got to kind of move on because we do have to get out of here. I know we both have spring break ish things to do. Mm. Yeah. This is
1: annoying, Phil. He wrote up San Juan Hill, Teddy Roosevelt, Spanish American War, Cuba, San Juan Hill. I was listening to your story though. <laughs> yeah, are you sure? <laughs> it's, it's two friends, odd They're, couple. Yeah,
0: okay. Whatever, wingman. Whatever, no wingman. There Whatever you go. I got dude. it. It's all right. I would have inserted that, but don't worry. <laughs> Thomas, I know, I know you need to have that stuff, get that stuff out there. It's like an earworm. You get this thing, like, okay, I, I I'm gonna get this answer. I'm gonna learn it. I'm gonna know it. Oh, you, one thing I gotta say too, that we did that was
1: kind of interesting. We actually stayed in one of those mansions, the Gilded Age mansions, called the Mansion at Glen Cove. An Audrey Hepburn movie was filmed there, Sabrina, of course, back in the 1950s when it was filmed. It was kind of nice. Time has not been so gentle on this mansion. Really, the second we started driving up, you started questioning, what are we in for tonight? And in reality, no one even stays in the mansion. You stay in a building that's connected to the back of the mansion, which, as a reference point, looks like SUNY Purchase. (laughs) Like, totally didn't fit to the mansion. Uh But that was built, like, in the 1970s, let's say? And it hasn't been updated since. So it sort of smelled like Grandma's attic, the rooms. They all had this mothball here. I do not suggest anyone to stay at the mansion at Glen Cove. But a movie was filmed there with the amazing Audrey Hepburn.
0: So, Phil, lay some history on us. I just did a a quick history on Spring Break. And, of course, it starts with the Greeks. Really? That's fascinating to me. The Greeks. (laughs) I I guess Greeks, fraternities. I mean, I don't know. But it was the ancient Greeks. You know, it could get stressful doing their... Uh, democracy stuff that they used to do in Greece and, <laughs> democracy and they liked to, <laughs> they, it's right, they liked the blow off steam uh-huh. um, each spring with a three day it was called an awakening dedication to Dionysus okay so I really love it which is the god of wine and fertility so you can under, you can imagine what was going on as there <laughs> for those three days <laughs> right but Greeks were known for letting it hang out in many ways. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> but of course, the spring break as we know it now it started in the, the mid 1930s when a swimming coach from Colgate University, which is upstate New York, decided to take his his team down to Florida for some early training at a brand new Olympic sized pool in sunny Fort Lauderdale, and they went out of control. <laughs> And it just, started, it just right. started this cascade of, you know, it really took off. I mean, it, it was slow and steady, but it really blew up in the '60s, okay. and then. Culminated in the '80s, but Fort Lauderdale got the nickname Fort Liquordale, which you should mention. You lived in for a while. Oh, I lived in Fort Lauderdale way after the the fact, way after where it was crazy. <laughs> but it was still like spring break; you could still feel it. But I used to, yeah, I used to bartend on the beach when I was down there, and it was a lot of fun. Very transient, very party heavy. I mean, if we go down that rabbit hole, I'm going to be talking forever. So we're not, right. we, we don't have to do that. But <laughs> by 1985, more than 370,000 students were traveling to Fort Lauderdale during spring break to the point where the behavior got so bad that the, the year that they decided to kind of cool it out, 2,500 students had been arrested at spring break.
1: 2,500.
0: 2500 so the city actually came in and said that's it we're locking things down we're putting in a curfew we're doing all this stuff which is why all of a sudden panorama city became a big spring break what city Panorama City. <laughs> I in just Florida. You said it wrong. Okay, it's Panorama City. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's Panama City. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> we have a Panorama City here in uh, in L. A. Right? You're it absolutely, absolutely right. Panama <laughs> City. Okay, okay. Panorama exists, but wrong state. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so all Panama right. City. Then right. South Padre Island in Texas, and Can- of course Cancun, Mexico, are like the ba- those are kind of a hot spots now. Okay. The average spring breaker spends up around 1800 per week. Okay. Which is kind of a lot, right? Of their parents money, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the arrest records are not so bad. Now the average is like 7 700 arrests wherever they're going. It's interesting that with COVID,
1: you, spring break did exist. A lot of the kids said, I don't care, man, I'm going down.
0: I know. And they had to do, I know in Miami, they did a curfew for COVID. And then they also did a curfew because there were some accidents happening and people were dying. And so they, they did a, a Miami lockdown during spring break. I think it was this past year. I don't, I
1: don't want to interrupt you too much, but did you yeah. ever participate in spring break? Did you go somewhere for spring break?
0: I did, but it was the year I went, at least the high school, in high school, the year I you went to college, in high I, I, went, I did my senior year in high school. Wow. I think this is probably why my parents let me go, because our, our high school spring break was different than the college spring break. So we went down to Myrtle Beach. True. It's a different time. Yeah, it's a different time. And it was pretty quiet. It was like right after all the craziness. So, you know, we, there was still some nuttiness going on, but it wasn't it wasn't like you would expect. And not in college. College, I, did, I just did so many crazy trips. It didn't matter. I didn't need spring break. It was constant. The first college I went to was just a party school. And then I ended up at Berkeley with you. And Berkeley was the exact opposite. At least when we went there. So anyway, to wrap up our conversation, I also wanted to do a list but the problem is, my list was the best Spring Break movies, right? And then I started to go down the path and I'm looking at, you know, there was a ton of them in, in the 80s. You know, Spring Break and then Revenge of the Nerds 2 and all these movies. But they were so misogynistic. Hey, you want to go for a ride on the back of my hog? What's wrong? Don't you like to go fast? <laughs> and so brutal. Hey, man, that's just what it was, for sure. But how do you say that they're great movies when they portray? Oh, well, you don't. The, you don't have to say it's a great movie, right? I guess you're right. I guess you don't. And at this point, there, I, I would say there are no really good spring break movies, except there was one spring break movie. That's sort of like a parody of that. And it has Amy Poehler. Not too many people know about it. It's, it, it has Amy Poehler. It's called Spring Breakdown. Amy Poehler, <laughs> Parker Posey, and Rachel, I think you pronounce her name Dratch. <laughs> Rachel Manow. Yeah, <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. a real party girl. And that was like a 2009, and I think it, it was kind of making fun of all the 80s movies. Mm. Uh, so that, you know, I, I think that's probably safe to watch. But Well, there's party movies
1: and there's spring break movies, meaning Animal House, Caddyshack, all of those mm. movies.
0: They're not spring break, but it's all about partying. And- then you watch Van Wilder, and that's a pretty offensive movie. <laughs> movie and it's the same thing it's national lampoons it's hilarious it's really funny but it's you kind of watch it there are definitely moments where you cringe you know there's this horrible indian accent you know yeah that this i mean it just stuff that would not really amazing how much has changed yeah it's a little dicey going back but anyway that that is pretty much our spring break episode so we'll be back in a week and we'll be a little bit more researched yeah doing something quick while we're away but thank you all for being so supportive as I said in the beginning of the show, the reason we're doing this this particular episode is be, just because you all have been so nice and you've been leaving comments and engaging with us and your, um, the downloads are, are going up and we're hearing from you, which, which we love. And so it, we just didn't want to leave you without something this week. So thank you again. We are the Jocular Pugilists. You can find us on our website at jocularpugilists.com. You can find us on Facebook, the Jocular Pugilists. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We have a YouTube channel that's up and coming. We've got some products coming for you all. And most of all, you have us and we have you. So thank you very much. Have a great spring break, everybody out there. Hope you're doing something really fun. And Tomas? Hey,
1: Phil, before you go, I just have to mention, my sister-in-law, Karen, asked why we didn't do an Easter podcast. And it actually is on our list, but we both forgot about it. So... Next year, we'll do an Easter podcast. Absolutely. So a shout-out to all our Christian friends. I hope you had a great Easter, and it was a wonderful celebration to you, and all the people that just believe in Easter bunnies and Bugs Bunny. Shout-out to you as well. Did you do anything for Easter? Real quick. I did. Well, we saw my wife's family. We went out and got got a bite to eat. Went to a restaurant near my uh, mother-in-law's apartment. Did
0: you do the Easter egg hunt? We did. Yeah. I, I (laughs) do you eat <laughs> in the restaurant? No, no. Oh no. for my son. <laughs> oh, yeah. <okay>. Oh, great.
1: <laughs> Phil? Yeah. You wascally wabbit. I dub thee <laughs> Sir Phil a lot. <laughs> I'll
0: see you next week. Thank, thank you very much. See you All next right. time.